Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to week six in the NFL. Sorry uh, I missed you last week. Had some technical difficulties as we were uploading this and ended up not being able to get it out due to that, but my bad. Anyways, on to week six. Uh, I say we could just kind of start out here with where we usually do at our quarterback position. Um, lots of good plays. Cam Newton practiced today. Should be good to go. That should have a huge uh, team total. I think the over-under sitting somewhere right around uh, 53 and a half, 54, but nothing official yet. So you can definitely look at Cam Newton there. Uh, for for those of you who are just joining me, though, I do set a cash game-orientated lineup here. So you're not going to see anything too off the wall in terms of trying to get off somebody just due to projected ownership. I'm really just targeting players with good floors, decent ceilings, and um, and guys who I you know think are going to score the most points. So with, with that being said, let's scroll down, and I'm going to go with some Brian Hoyer. Um, if you guys want some good information on Brian Hoyer, make sure to hit up John Proctor on Twitter. I believe it's at John Proctor DFS. He's a huge Brian Hoyer fan. Uh, lots of good stats that he'll be able to give you. But really, Hoyer's just been excellent sitting uh, since getting his first full start, which came in week three. He's posted no fewer than 22 drafting points and has not thrown an interception in that same time span. So since week three, he's, uh, he's going to be going up against Jaguars at home. Chicago has an implied team total at 25 points. And the Jags, uh, they're not like atrocious against the pass, but... They're um they're a little worse than league average, giving up 0.45 points per attempt to opposing teams' quarterbacks. And Hoyer's been throwing the ball a lot, uh, which should help Hoyer's outcome here. Uh, even though the Jags are you know just kind of meh against the pass, the Bears are scoring 50% of their TDs via pass as opposed to 14% via rush. So the other stuff's coming via uh, field goals and defense. But uh, that's just a huge um discrepancy there between those two there's a big very very large difference so I, I think targeting Hoyer is is fine at home good team total and super cheap um, there is one other guy that you can target who's actually a little bit cheaper than Hoyer and his name is Tyrod Taylor he's also at home going against the Niners who always uh, accelerate the opposing team's plays so you'll you should see a little bit more plays uh, a little bit more pass attempts out of Buffalo in general obviously including Tyrod Taylor, but I, I'm not going to do it in cash. I don't even think he's in play on FanDuel. He's like a full two and a half K more than, than some of the other cheaper quarterbacks. It's just not even, not even close. Uh, great, great GPP play over on, on FanDuel just because of that. His prices is, is not in a range where people are typically going to be targeting a player like that. Uh, anyways, let's, Stick to DraftKings. Let's get our next running back here. And we're going to go full chalk. And we're going to get Le'Veon Bell. I really don't think I need to say a whole lot about this. Um, in fact, one of the things that's kind of interesting is if you go to the flex here, I think there's six players who are actually more expensive than the $7,900 price tag. And I think he has the highest floor out of all of them, minus Antonio Brown. Um, and I think he also has the highest ceiling out of all of these play like there's no reason that he can't find the end zone twice catch six passes and have 180 all-purpose yards that ceiling is is through the roof um so i 
I don't know why you're looking at any of these other players when his price is at 7,900 bucks. And the, I mean, I touched on it. It's just really the red zone opportunity too. Uh, we haven't seen it a whole lot this year. I think he's got like 65% of his team's red zone, red zone, red zone of his team's red zone market share. But uh, he's also only seen like three touches or something like that, as opposed to D'Angelo Williams, one touch uh, inside the 10 and the 20. So not, not a whole lot to go in there, but we know from previous years that that, that is his territory alone. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on him. Love Bell, 7,900, uh, pretty much a lock for me, not really wanting to fade him in cash. So let's, let's go to somebody who uh, I honestly am having a hard time stomaching this play. But Tavon Austin, the more and more I look at it, the more and more I keep doing it. I think this is a week where I really want to get Bell and another high-end uh, running back who I'll touch on a little bit later. So we have to find value at our wide receiver position, at least one, most likely two. Um, I'm a little hesitant to go back to Curly, even though he was seeing a very dominant market share um, of his targets. I think something like 33%. So I just, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to look with Kaepernick under center. So this keeps keeps me coming back to Tavon Austin, who's going to be going up against the Lions, who currently ranked 24th in the pat in a Football Outsiders past DVO metric, and they ranked 28th in 444.com schedule adjusted fantasy points metric. So great matchup. He's also seeing the targets that we want. He's got eight targets, uh, no less than eight targets in in a game. And it's he's I think he's got like 30% to the T in terms of his team's market share of targets. So don't get me wrong, like I said, I have my concerns with Austin. So I think it's totally fine if you want to spend down somewhere else and like some of these other plays I'm gonna go over. And uh if the cast comes off Sammy Coates, obviously I think he's a great play. And then you can look at uh Meredith for a few hundred more as well. I think they're both right around forty one hundred dollars. So just, just a few hundred bucks above Tavon. But Tavon's the guy that I've got for this roster. One of those other expensive running backs I guess we can grab now. 6900 bucks, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, much like Bell, I think McCoy is a lock for me this week. Buffalo has a team total sitting at 25.7 points, or their implied team total. And they're huge favorites. They're seven and a half um, home favorites. So I think if you pair that with the fact that the 49ers are allowing 32 touches and five yards per attempt to opposing teams running backs McCoy is without a doubt the best running back play on the week uh, especially because he's a grand cheaper than than Bell like being price agnostic it's Bell but I think if you're truly trying to pinch um, some dollars here then then you could fade Bell I don't recommend it you could and you could do McCoy as your number one running back and get a, an, a grand to spend um, you know at uh, a wide receiver or a quarterback something along those lines so I've, I've got McCoy projected very close to Bell um, PPR projections for Bell I've got him at like 26 and a half points and I've got uh, LaShawn McCoy just under 25 points so it's very very close but there is a pretty large price gap here between the two which is why I, th I say that about McCoy um, let's tell you what let's lock, knock out our defense here just because we can see kind of our average remaining and uh, not DST bears. Um, we're going to go with the bears at defense. They're 2,300 bucks. 
Jacksonville's team total, I, I typically like to target a lower team total. They're hovering right at 22 points for an implied team total, but it's also not that high, right? So I also don't think that there's really a lock at the defensive spot. Um, if you want to, I mean, you could definitely take like Steelers versus Miami, but I would prefer to target Tannehill when he's away. Um, I think that Tennessee is also not that that bad of a play. It's just I, I'm trying to work as much because I've paid up for these running backs. I'm trying to save some money elsewhere. And the spot I'm doing that is with the Bears. Um, Blake Bortles is also in the top five in terms of turnovers for quarterbacks. So that's really where you're getting your points out of your defense is generating those um, turnovers, the pick sixes, super hard to predict, right? Punt returns, super hard to predict. But what we can do is is take a look at and see what quarterbacks are making the most mistakes and, and isolate our defenses down that way. For 2300 bucks, I'll take the Bears at home versus Blake Bortles. Uh, let's get another wide receiver. And I've got Jeremy Macklin at 6300 bucks. He's, it's a very, very solid price. Um, he's coming off his buy, and while he's not the sexiest of names in the right wide receiver category, he is seeing 23% of his team's market share of targets. Kansas City also has a healthy implied team total sitting at 23.5 points and will have what I think, other than targeting the Saints, um, other than maybe targeting even Detroit's pass defense, I think the... The Oakland Raiders are like one of the best teams to target when you're looking at at isolating your wide receivers. And um, they rank 31st worth, worst in adjusted fantasy points allowed, which is a 444.com's metric. They're allowing a 64% catch rate and are giving up 1.4 TDs per game to opposing teams' wideouts. So not a sexy name, but has everything that we look for. Great matchup. Uh, I think that price is way too low in, in all honesty. And um, he's, uh, he's a great PPR monster. He's got a, the consuming a ton of his team's targets. So Jeremy Macklin is our second wide receiver. Let's grab, let's grab our third wide receiver. And um, we're going to get Jarvis Landry. And very similar to Macklin too, while... The price isn't as good. I think it's still great this week in terms of overall pricing. Um, I think regardless of your roster construction, Landry needs to be in it. Him and Fitzgerald, uh, but Fitzgerald is only, he's playing Monday night, so he's only available in those uh, non-Sunday only slates, obviously. And uh, him and Fitz are are my favorite wideouts this week. Him and Allen Robinson too. Um, they just... Fitzgerald and uh, and Macklin, or excuse me, and Landry have phenomenal price tags. Pittsburgh ranks below average in Football Outsiders past DVO metric, and they're allowing a 64% catch rate and 184 yards to opposing wide receivers through the first five weeks. Miami's team total is a little low, but I think Landry's overall market share of targets that he's getting, which is sitting at 32% for his team, helps negate that low implied team total and on full point uh, per reception sites like like DraftKings here I think yeah I just think that that market share helps um, 
kind of take out the low implied team total there and, and kind of balances those two balances it out. And he's also going to go up against Sean Davis, who ranks 110th worst, according to pro football Focus's player grades um, for the, the cornerback position. So really, really like Landry projects really well uh, in, in our projection system. So Landry, much like Bell, honestly, kind of a lock, I, I tend to just keep putting in Bell and Landry in and then working around those. Those are definitely two of my core players. Um, I'm totally fine if you want to fade them a little bit, you know, if you're entering 80, 90 lineups, something like that, obviously it's, it's good just to get different exposure. But, you know, if you're firing 10 lineups in, in the Millie maker, you're firing 10 lineups or, uh, let's say three lineups in a, in a three max entry, then I, I, these, these are two guys that I'm just on. Uh, I wouldn't fade them in a three max entry while typically I'll, I would usually fade them in like one of the lineups, just to not overexpose myself, I'm really bullish on these guys. So um, let's see what else we've got a tight end and a flex left. So let's let's grab our tight end and uh, we're going to go with with Jimmy Graham at the tight end spot for forty nine hundred bucks. I think this is the first time that I've spent over three K on a tight end in cash. And it's really Graham is looking like it was when he was with the Saints. He's got uh eight and nine targets over the past two weeks and he's got back-to-back 100 yard games um i think seattle is also wanting to just utilize him appropriately he's got a decent amount of red zone targets he's got three targets over in, in his last two games so with them being a really big favorite at six and a half points and also having a one of the higher implied team totals sitting at 26 points i think graham is is a phenomenal play at that price point. There, there are other guys that you can definitely pivot down to. Just don't think you need to unless you want a higher-end wide receiver. Um, once again, not something I think you need to do because while they aren't sexy names, they're getting you everything that you need in terms of market share or an implied team total that is like you know Macklin and, and Landry. So we've got our flex here, and this is one where I'm still a little undecided on. I'll, uh, I'll start out with the more expensive guy, Carlos Hyde. I think it's, it's, it's truly the Hyde show in San Francisco. They're scoring 48% of their TDs via a rush play. Um, and Hyde is second in the league right behind Melvin Gordon with 23 attempts inside the red zone. He also has four attempts inside the five, uh, which I think is he's tied for second with a, with a handful of other running backs, but still up there with attempts inside the five. And he's converted um, three of those four attempts into touchdowns. And and what concerns me about Hyde, though, is he's on the road. I don't like to necessarily target team or running backs who are on the road. His team also isn't a, uh, a favorite. And they have a low implied team total of 19.5 points, 20 points, something like that. Those are like huge red flags for me. It's just really hard to ignore the volume and then Buffalo is a decent matchup for for running backs as well so with that being said I'll kind of give you another option here at flex Um, and his name is Ryan Matthews and he comes in at 4900 so easy pivot pivot if you want to go down to him and the Niners have a a good implied team total Um, or the the Niners Uh, the Eagles have a good implied team total and I think they're two and a half point favorites in that team total sitting at, at, uh, at 23 and a half points. 
So while they're on the road, they're still a favorite and they still have a, a projected team total. Washington is also allowing 5.3 yards per attempt and 1.5 TDs to opposing teams running backs. Um, and Matthews actually has a league high seven attempts inside the five-yard five line. And that's even with him playing one less game than, than a lot of other running backs as well. So like I said, the, the volume is there for Hyde. Um, Ryan Matthews gets a little bit of his workload eaten by Sproles. And he just also can't stay healthy. I know that it's silly to even say this, but honestly, he's one of those players where within the first quarter, he's, you know, fractures his clavicle or something ridiculous. Like it, that's just the most Ryan Matthews thing to happen. So um, a little silly bringing that up, but it, it's definitely in the back of my mind. So that's kind of where I, I give you Hyde and Ryan Matthews at the running back spot here. Both great plays and Two, two running backs at that price point that, I, that I'm targeting heavily as well. Um, but yeah, you've got 300 bucks left over here. So a handful of other different things that you can do. Like I said, um, if you're now that we've gone to Matthews, if you're not on Austin, uh, Tavon Austin as a wide receiver, at 4,200 bucks, we do have uh, a few different op options here. We've got Tajay Sharp, Meredith, and then if you're still okay with Curly, you still think he's going to receive a large share of those targets in San Francisco. Now that we've gotten off of uh, Hyde, I think going to Curly is fine too. But I think the, the play here would, would definitely be Meredith to pair up with Hoyer. Alrighty, guys. Good luck in week six, and we'll see you next week.